Our scripture reading today comes from the book of Acts. <coughs> Excuse me. The end of the seventh chapter. Please stand for the hearing of God's holy word. Now, when the crowd heard these things, they became enraged and ground their teeth at Stephen. But filled with the Holy Spirit, Stephen gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But the crowd covered their ears and with a loud shout, all rushed together against him. They dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses even laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Searching for a closer walk with Jesus. When I was a little boy, I was um, what you would call an underfoot kind of kid. Anybody have one of those? Any of you parents have an underfoot? Any of y'all an underfoot kind of kid? That means if my dad was home, I stuck to him like glue whether he liked it or not. Whatever he was doing, I was doing. If he was working on the car, I was in the way. If he was mowing the lawn, I was running circles around him in the lawnmower, which drove him crazy. If he was repairing the house or the shed or something, I was always asking to hold the board or hammer a nail or hang on to that folding ruler that he used because he didn't like those new fancy measuring tape things that we used. I was always underfoot. And of course, I never took a breath. I know you find that hard to believe. I never took a breath. And I never quit laughing and making jokes and comments that I thought were hilarious. And my dad never stopped patiently pretending that he was not praying that God would strike me down with laryngitis for a few hours or that I would at least for a few minutes stop laughing. But you see, I just wanted to be close to him. I wanted to be like him. Just wanted to be him more than anything. And from a very early age, I just got in my mind that if I stuck close to him every chance I had, maybe who he was would rub off on me a little bit. From my earliest memories, I could tell how much wherever we went, church or anywhere else in our little community, wherever we went, how much people 
looked at my dad and respected my dad. And I knew in our home how much my mother loved him and how she looked at him and how wonderful that was. It seemed to me my dad could do anything. And I knew that my dad helped anybody that needed any help. And I couldn't think of anybody that it would be better to be like than him. So if I could just stay close enough, maybe some of that would rub off on me. Well, that obviously didn't work. <laughs> because I had to go off and be my own person, right? We all have to become our own person. But walking close to my dad all those years that I grew up had a great influence on my life. And I'm amazed that after all these years, I'm amazed that now that I'm almost the age he was when he passed away, how much influence his life still has on my life, on the person that I try to be, and on the decisions that I make in my life. Walking close to him did have something to do with the person I became. When my mother was up in her 80s one day, she gave me uh, the best compliment I guess she ever gave me. She didn't mean it as such. She was laughing and she says, Barry Earl, who would have ever thought you would grow up to be your daddy? And I laughingly replied, well, least of all him, right? And we shared a nice moment together. It does matter who we walk close to. Because we tend to become a little bit like whoever that is. That's why as a congregation, we start with our kids at the earliest age. To teach them about Jesus. That's why through all of the experiences of Bible studies and mission trips and choir tours and opportunities for service through our youth years. That's why through all the intergenerational opportunities for service that Sun Creek offers. That's why through all the small groups for senior adults. That's why we do all of that as a church. It's to give opportunities for all of us throughout all of our life to be able to learn to walk a little bit more closely to Jesus. Because we never outgrow that need. Because we tend to become like the person we walk closest to. And when we walk close to Jesus, we know a deeper faith. And we're more aware of the blessings in our life. And we're able to experience peace and joy in all of the ups and downs that life can bring our way. 
But that's not the end goal of walking close to Jesus. When we walk close to Jesus, Jesus' life begins to shine through our life. We begin to reflect Jesus' life in our own. And suddenly the people around us, whether they're in our home or in our workplace or in our neighborhood, the people around us begin to be able to catch a glimpse of Jesus in us. And who knows what a difference that might make in their life. Who knows what a difference that might make in the world. In our text today we hear the story of Stephen and the result of his close walk with Jesus in his life. Stephen was not one of the twelve. He was chosen by the people in the church of Jerusalem. He was chosen to help serve the widows. And he was chosen by the people because he was a person of good reputation, a person of faith, and a person in whom people saw the evidence of the Holy Spirit. He was a good person. And soon... He's out preaching, and he's doing signs and wonders, and soon he's annoying all of the religious leaders and making them very, very angry. Does that sound familiar? Sounds a lot like Jesus, doesn't it? Preaching and doing signs and wonders and annoying the religious leaders? Stephen walked so closely with Jesus, his life looked just like Jesus' life. And those in power decide they're tired of Stephen and they decide to take his life. Just like Jesus. They take him out to stone him, the story tells us in the book of Acts. And with each stone that they throw that bruises and breaks his body, he offers his spirit to God. Does that sound familiar? Like Jesus on the cross, into, my, into thy hands I commend my spirit. I trust you, God, even in this. Just like Jesus. And then in the most amazing moment... With his last breath, Stephen looks at those who are doing this to him and says, God, don't hold this against them. Does that sound familiar? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. In Stephen's life, we see a person who walked so closely with Jesus that his life reflected Jesus' life so powerfully that nobody could miss the connection. 
The same is true for us. When we walk closely with Jesus, Jesus' life can shine through us and others may come to know Jesus. Don't you love that little phrase in that text that was read? That one of the people standing there watching all that was a man named Saul. Who knows what seeing Stephen's life reflect Jesus' life had to do with turning Saul into Paul. The greatest missionary the church has ever known. I'd like to think it had a whole lot to do with it. I guarantee you he never forgot it. We can reflect Jesus' life in ours. What greater thing could we ever do with our life than that? We search for that kind of closer walk with Jesus through a disciplined life of worship and prayer and scripture and service and generosity and companionship with each other through all that life brings. We search for a closer walk with Jesus like that by choosing to live in peace and not in anger, by choosing to follow Jesus out of our past and into the present moment and following Jesus into the future that God has for us. We search for a closer walk with Jesus by doing what Stephen did, by doing what a child does, by wanting to be close enough to Jesus. That some of who he is rubs off on us. And we become like him. And our life begins to reflect who Jesus is. Now I'm the first person to say I have no desire to end up like Stephen. But I do have a desire for my life to look a little bit like his. That others might see Jesus in me. In the church I grew up in, we sang a, a hymn very often. An old hymn that Steve Chisler may want to hop in and recite this with me. The name of it was, Let Others See Jesus in You. Here's a verse or two of it. Your life's a book before their eyes. They're reading it through and through. Say, does it point them to the skies? Do others see Jesus in you? What joy twill be at set of sun in mansions beyond the blue to find some souls that you have won. Let others see Jesus in you. What a great thing to do with our lives. What a great thing to do as a church. Never stop searching for a closer walk with Jesus. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.